I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Cats by 90, a podcast dedicated to you, the Big Blue Nation. Basketball, football, and the latest recruiting news. If it's Kentucky sports, then it's here on Cats by 90. Now, from SB Nation's A Sea of Blue, your hosts, Big Blue Drew and Aaron Gershon. Hello, welcome to the Cats by 90 podcast brought to you by SB Nation's A Sea of Blue. Drew Brown and Aaron Gershon here. We got a, quite a bit to cover today, um, all kinds of stuff. We're right in the kind of the the midst of that football collision with basketball where there's lots of news going on. But uh, first, we can get to the In My Feelings segment. So if you're new, if this is maybe your first time listening to the Cats by 90 podcast, um, each episode we kind of just start and give one thing that upset us this week and one thing that made us feel good. Um, I'll let you start this week, Aaron. Wow, that's a good one. I didn't even get to think of this this week. Uh, right, do you want me to go first? <laughs> yeah, go first. Give me okay. a second here. <laughs> All right, yeah, it shouldn't it shouldn't be hard. It's kind of like whatever you know happened in your daily life. But uh, yeah, yeah. my what my good thing I'll start there was super easy this week. So I'm mega hyped. I know I've been in communication with you about this, Aaron. But I am officially um, going to the Champions Classic. I'll be shooting photos right. on the floor at Madison Square Garden. So absolute dream come true for me. Really, um. Not to get too sentimental, but a lot of hard work and stuff that I do, that's definitely a big payoff. So I'm going to spend a couple of days in New York City. Um, I've only been there once. I went there for work once, and it was a quick trip, like just a day and a half. So really excited. I love just kind of going to cities by myself and just walking around. And I'm pumped, man. I can't can't oh, even, yeah. uh, you know, it's just the, the best of the best, man. And it, it looks like it's going to be one verse two also. So, I mean, what more could yeah. I ask for? Uh, happy for you, man. That, that's awesome. I know. That'd be a little bit of a homecoming for me. I can't make it, but man, if I can't, I'm happy you're there. That's awesome, man. I'm happy. For yeah. It. So hopefully we'll get some good coverage there. I can come back with some good stories because man, you know, it'll be here before we know it, November 5th. Um, and then what pissed me off, man, I'm going to really stretch on this one, but, um, <laughs> so I know it's, it's not even here. We're like a month away from this, but I'm already pissed off at daylight savings time, believe it or not. <laughs> now that it's getting darker a little earlier. Yeah. Like I came home from work today, you know, one of our first overcast days in so long. So I'm already going to be a big complainer about that because I hate daylight savings time. I really despise it getting dark at, you know, 545 in the afternoon. But I should probably just, you know, quit whining and enjoy the last few weeks of, uh, you know, 637 o'clock sunsets. That's right. And you know what? At least we're finally freaking getting colder, colder weather, right? I mean, it's been absolutely hot as hell the last couple of weeks. Yes. Um, it'll, it'll be good to finally, you know have it cool down a little bit because it's about damn time <laughs> yeah hoodie weather is it's been very welcomed yeah absolutely all right so for me guess what pissed me off this week uh man there's been honestly it's been a pretty good week so far i guess what's pissed me off though is that while stay on the weather topic is i'm as thrilled as i am that it's finally not you know a thousand degrees out there and we're not you know, it was hotter on basketball media day than it was football media day. And it was just a disaster the last few weeks. 
it's got my sinuses all screwed up, man. I'm like, I've been uh, fighting. I feel like I'm sick, but I'm not. I know it's just the weather and it's, it's just brutal. I mean, yesterday I just, I was in class. I'm like, I want to get the hell out of here. I just want to be in bed. It was, it's awful. I mean, that's the one downside with the weather changing. And like you mentioned, um, you got the times screwing everyone up. So yeah, there's some getting used to, but like I said, I'll try the cold weather. And then the yeah, good. You're preaching I got, to the. Uh, hold on, I got a comment on yeah. that because you're preaching to the choir on that. I've, I've never <laughs> in my life had bronchitis, and it sucks. It just lingers. And uh, I don't even know if I told you this, but like, so I, you know, I moved back to Kentucky like three years ago, and I finally said f it this time. Like, I actually went just today, Aaron, and um, got my right. blood drawn, and they're doing like 25 allergy tests. So I'm hoping oh, maybe that they can be like, oh, this is your allergen, and then you know, you go get a treatment for it every few weeks, and kind of nip it in the bud because i'm definitely with you on that man i'm like a three four five sinus infection a year guy since i moved back here and it's it's like debilitating it sucks right now that sucks and i hope the tests go well that's that's not fun not fun at all um yeah uh, maybe I don't, I don't even know it's just such a weird 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 year around here weather-wise every year is in kentucky always yeah always but um Happy I got to go sports and my New York Yankees swept through the Twins really easily. It wasn't even a sweat of a series. It was relaxing. And now I'm, you know, praying these Tampa Bay Rays can pull out a little upset at Houston. If not, I still feel pretty confident in the Yanks to get back to the World Series for the first time in 10 years. And uh, they're so fun to watch, man. I, I know you're not as big a baseball guy as me, per se, but um, I know you got, you're still a big Cub fan and all that. But these Yankees, they had, I think, 30 different guys hit the injured list this year and they've just been able to battle through it and get guys back slowly but surely and now you know you're four eight wins away from winning it all four from the world series so definitely having a lot of fun watching them this weekend yeah so today's um for all the listeners that we're recording tonight on thursday october or i always do that uh wednesday october 9th (laughs) um and it's like what just a few hours away that was pretty funny um I was following the Braves' absolute um, oh demolishing gosh. by the uh, hands of the Cardinals. Crazy. That was just, can you imagine buying a ticket? To, that was in Atlanta, right? That was in Atlanta, and I'm, I know I was with. I'm pretty uh, sure, yeah, guy. Uh huh. And I was with uh, Dick just Gabriel. the heartbreak of like buying a ticket of that. Yep. Sorry, real quick. Oh. Can you imagine buying a ticket to that though in Atlanta? Like you know, it's got to be the oh. most expensive ticket of the year. Right. And then it's just like you didn't even get to cheer one time. <laughs> Disaster! Disaster! I mean. <laughs> kind of wish for those folks to get their damn money back. It, it's an absolute disaster. But I was going to say, I'm with uh, on the air, obviously, with Dick Gabriel most weeknights, six to eight. And he's a diehard Cardinal fan. So he was uh, definitely oh, yeah, kicked back and enjoying it. Don't blame him. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, um, sorry. Right, so, man, just kind of quick agenda here on the Cats by 90 podcast. Um, definitely got to, I want to touch some football stuff and then so much basketball news. Like I said, we're at that time of year where like, it's like a collision course. There's a, there's a lot of, um, news going on in both sports. And I, my, I'll speak my piece to get started because I'm anxious to hear your, your thoughts from press conferences and just kind of the tone of the team this week. But I'll say one thing that confident on my end is that. If the Cats don't pull it out this week and they lose 100%, everyone's just going to switch over to basketball, and it's going to be very hard for the football team to regain any kind of like mass support from the Big Blue Nation. I know that there's already like thousands of tickets available for Saturday. It might be a little chilly. So anyway, like um, I said, Aaron, I know you went to the press conference this week. Mm-hmm. Like, what's just like the mood and the tone of the team? Or Do you yeah. get the feeling from the guys at Stoop that like they're up, they're down? Like we've had two full weeks off now. Yeah, it's um, 
you know, they're kind of, they seem, uh, I guess you could say over it. Um, they're definitely ready to get back on the field. Um, they, <laughs> they're definitely, there's definitely a bad taste in their mouth. You know, you can tell that they are frustrated, rightfully so. They're sick of, you know, they're sick of talking about it. They're ready to just go out there and do it now. Um, you know, they really won't, what's interesting is they really won't talk about, um, Sawyer's injury that, and I think, I think there's a couple of things with that. I think it's one, you want to keep the, uh, you know, the Arkansas kind of guessing, I guess you could say. And, um, <laughs> they, yeah, I mean, they just, I, that's the best word I got for it. They just got to keep them guessing and see exactly what they're going to do. And, um, so that's kind of been weird. But other than that, there, it seems kind of just like any other week. Uh, honestly, talking to them, you wouldn't necessarily know they're coming off a terrible losing streak. But I think the bye week came at a really, really good time to heal up and kind of, you know, go through and watch the film and see if some of these younger kids, like um, talked about Travis Tisdale, who's a pretty highly rated uh, running back at a high school. He's a true freshman this year. He talked about him being a possibility to get in there and maybe some other um, running back. So, or some other freshman that is. So, um, yeah, gonna be, gonna be really interesting to see what comes out of the, uh, out of this week off and what they do in practice. And they can't look up. I mean, Arkansas, obviously not the best team. They haven't won a game in conference play since 2017, but man, they, they took A&M down to the wire and in the SEC, you can't overlook anybody. And there's some stats that I know we'll get into soon. I'm sure with Arkansas that that are pretty damn impressive. Yeah. And I know that, so the, the big topic, and I know Mark Stoops today kind of said he was done talking about it. So hopefully you're not Aaron, but um, just the quarterback situation. And do you get any sense who's going to start the game? Who's going to take the most snaps? I mean, are they just, is it going to be kind of just like, like we think, and they're just going to rotate, you know, Sawyer Smith and Lynn Bowden in and out. Like what's your thoughts? I mean, we're a couple of days away from this game now and something's going to have to give. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I was talking to Derek Terry from Cat's Paws on the way out, and I think we we genuinely just have no idea how the hell Kentucky's going to play this game. Um, I, I can't tell if Sawyer Smith is going to play or not. Um, I would think Lynn's going to get a hell, no matter what, is going to get a hell of a lot of snaps at quarterback. But what I can tell you, I think the consensus and pretty much – thing everyone knows is they don't trust anybody um outside of Sawyer at the true quarterback position Lynn is the guy they trust they don't trust Walker Wood um and remember this kid had two he was a great player here a Lexington guy Lafayette High School but he had two surgeries um you know he has a long history and he just hasn't gotten back to where um Kentucky would have wanted him at um Amani Gilmore is a true freshman then after that you have two walk-ons and I think really what's turned into a big loss is Nick Scalzo, the true freshman quarterback from Florida. Um, Stoop said, I don't remember exactly when it was, but two or three weeks ago during one of his Monday press conferences that he pretty much said without saying that that would have been the guy, God forbid, you know, you lose Terry and Sawyer. So they're, they're in a tricky spot. And if I'm them though, I think the lesson to be learned from, really both the Mississippi State and South Carolina whoopings, but especially the South Carolina one is this, if Sawyer Smith is not 100%, sit him down, especially because, I mean, you know, if I'm Kentucky, I don't just let him sit this week. I let him sit for Georgia because 
let's be real here. There's no. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> there's point. There's no way Kentucky beats Georgia this year with the injuries. I mean, even if Terry was healthy and all these other guys who are, you know, banged up or underperforming were playing at their highest potential <laughs> and all that, you're probably still saying George is a 20 point favorite. So. I would just let them rest until the Mizzou game because I th- I think they could beat Arkansas regardless. I don't think they're beating Georgia no matter what. So I think you know Mizzou's now with their injuries that turns into a really interesting game at home that you'd want you know your now your starting quarterback back for. So I mean, do you just get the sense there? And I'm kind of in the camp, and I've spoken my piece on this. Um, and I'll just quickly say again that. If they haven't put Walker Wood in yet or even entertained the idea at one of these press conferences of putting him in, he's not going in. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you agree? He's just never going to get in the game, basically. Walker, yeah. I don't think. And I feel bad for him because I've interviewed him one on one a few times now, and he's such a good kid. And, you know, like I. Do you even think he wants to get in the game, though? I'm glad so, you said yeah. that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He okay. he wants to get in the game. I, he's a. He's, I mean, I don't know if you know this about him, but he. Um, after practice, he's the last guy back in the training facilities out there running or th- pulling someone I did not to know throw. That. Yeah, he's a hard freaking worker. He really is. And he's a really good kid. Like I said, he's a Lexington kid. So there's extra <laughs> motivation for him to, you know, come here and thrive. But the poor kid just hasn't gotten the opportunity and he's had the injuries. And I think it's safe to stay. Um, UK just doesn't feel comfortable with him back there or else he probably, I mean, remember now it's twice that he's had helmet on ready to rock and they've pulled him aside to mm-hmm. either for Lynn or to rush Sawyer back out there. So I just don't see, unless right. Lynn gets hurt, I wouldn't expect Walker out there. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't even mean it like, Oh, he's, you know, like scared sure. to get in the game, but just with his injuries and yeah, Scalzo yeah, yeah. getting hurt. I mean, he was just absolutely, he can't ever have came into this season looking at that depth chart, you know, imagine he was going to, you know, get the opportunity and man, can you imagine getting thrown in of like all days too? Cause that was kind of my next topic with it being Jared Lorenzen day, probably the most, you know, the most, one of the most beloved players ever to play at Kentucky and just kind of all eyes on that quarterback position. So it's going to be an interesting day on Saturday with, with those emotions flowing and just kind of the undertone of the fan base not being, you know, on the cusp now. I think they're kind of one foot in, one foot out. But I know one thing I was thinking, Aaron, I'll be in the press box on, on Saturday. And um, I have to assume, man, the media that, you know, covered Jared, they're probably going to get pretty emotional, man, especially the yeah. ones that knew him, you know, better than others. So it's going to be a very, very, like, emotion-packed day on Saturday. So I, I just continue to get the feeling that, it's it's going to be feast or famine. Either they're really going to turn it on and kind of really turn the corner and hopefully get things back on the track, or this thing, you know, this time next week we could be talking about it, just a complete disaster. And you know, are we even going to make a bowl? Yeah, I think that's very fair. Um, yeah, I think it could easily be one of those games that go to one extreme or the other, and you kind of don't want it to go that way because, well, you obviously don't want it to go that way unless you're on the winning end, but. Man, I don't know. I mean, I still I agree that with a lot of people that you got to remember Arkansas as good as they looked against A and M. Man, they lost to San Jose State two weeks ago at, in their own building. God, it's and last year they lost to North Texas in their home building. And you know those are two schools Arkansas probably pay, paid pretty good dough to play those games. So Arkansas is a rebuilding program. Chad Morris has it going in the right direction. They have some, like I said, there's some impressive stats on them, and there's some really good players on that team, but 
Kentucky is the better team. There's, I don't think there's anyone who doubts that. Even, you know, UK, who's never favored to win anything, or I think a touchdown favorite. So, yeah, I just looked up on Bavada. They're a six yeah. and a half point favorite, and I'm just having a hard time. I've been so optimistic this year that, like, uh, I, I know I wouldn't pick Kentucky to cover, yeah. and I'm even going to have a hard time picking them to win just because it's, I don't know. I just like I keep grasping, man. It's like, oh, it's, it just, I haven't seen it in so long. I mean, it's just been 10 abysmal quarters and we're still bad on these injuries. So um, real quick though, we did run our weekly poll on the Cats by 90 Twitter page. Um, so if you're not following that, give it a follow at Cats by 90. We're approaching 200 followers, which I'll take <laughs> it. We appreciate everyone that does listen and follow. Um, but so we ran a poll this week. Pretty simple. It was just how does Kentucky football finish the season? The four options were eight wins, seven wins, six wins, and do not make a bowl. It was kind of split. Only us, sixteen percent of the fan base had eight wins, thirty-seven one with seven wins, six wins was right behind them at thirty-two percent, and fifteen percent of the people think that Kentucky will not make a bowl. So I'm still in probably in that camp too, Aaron. Seven to six wins, um, but they really, really have to win Saturday. And if they do not, again, I'll reiterate that I think it's going to be, you know, dumpster fire alert, and it'll be really, really gut check time to to salvage this year yeah, at all. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely fair. Um, yeah, they got to win that game. It's simple, and you know, some people don't like the term "must win," or you know, Mark Stoops is kind of trying to, um, I guess you could say. So I guess the best word would be down downplaying that this is a must win, but <laughs> let's be real here. It, it, it's a must win and it, they got to beat this team. They're just not that good. Arkansas. They have, like I said, good players, some good stats, but they're not that good. And if they don't, if they lose this game and then you're looking at, so you're looking at what they'd be two and four, then they'd head to Georgia. They're two and yeah. five. Uh, Mizzou could go either way. Say you lose that game. You're two and six, and you need to win out to make a bowl. And I, I, as bad as Tennessee is, I think we both already know Tennessee is going to come in and give them a dogfight. They always do, never fails. And, you know, Tennessee played Georgia tough for a half um, this week. Then Vanderbilt, other than the game, I think it was two years ago when Kentucky went down there and just absolutely brutalized them. It's usually a pretty close game. Last year, it was only a seven point game. Uh, Kentucky only scored 14 points on them with Terry and Benny Snell. So that says all you need to know there. UT Martin, FCS, you got to blow them out. So that's a win. And then Louisville, uh, they're much better this year. I know they're not great, and Kentucky's still better than them, but Louisville's pretty good. Uh, pretty good compared to last year. They're really good, but they've had a pretty good start to the year. They already have a conference win. So yeah, it's a must win. <laughs> Yeah, and it, man, it, it could definitely be the the path is there now for a final game of the season. Five win Louisville, five win Kentucky, which would just be you know I live in Louisville. That would be bananas. Um, just even kind of kind of thinking about that happening. But like you said, I mean, re- really, really have to get it done Saturday. Think about this, Aaron. If they don't win Saturday, I mean, obviously they're going to lose at Georgia. How long they're gonna go like seven full calendar weeks, I think, with a potential win. Their last win was what I think that was um September seventh against Eastern Michigan. So if they lose October twelfth, lose October, I guess it'll be nineteenth, they're gonna go to October twenty-sixth, I guess, potentially, to get their first win since Eastern Michigan, which is just like again, it, the fan base is just gonna kind of be checked out at that point. 
Hopefully it's a good crowd. Hopefully everyone shows up for Jerry Lorenzen Day. The guys get it together. You know, we're kind of being naysayers, but the product on the field has left us no choice. Sure. So hopefully um, after Saturday, we're kind of looking up and, and thinking that this, this, you know, thing can work out. But um, I definitely want to talk basketball. I'm super hyped to do that. But before we get into some hoops, let's take a quick break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, and we are back on the Cats by 90 podcast. Drew Brown, Aaron Gershon, and you know this, Aaron. I'm a basketball guy, so I'm like just getting giddy. Yeah. The closer and closer we get, the, you know, the stories are coming out. ACC just had their media day, so um, NBA preseason, all that stuff's going on. But, dude, one thing we have not talked about, actually a couple of things, but the first one being um, Kansas, the University of Kansas. Like, I, I was explaining this thing to my wife. You know, she's just a casual sports fan, and I'm like, yeah, they just basically got in trouble for, you know, money stuff with Adidas and explain the Bill Self video. And then she she had saw on her own the Snoop Dogg stuff because it was just so prominent. But, like, what uh, in the hell are they think? I actually like it, though. Like, I love it, the fact that, I mean, they are just giving, like, the biggest middle finger ever to the NCAA. Yeah, right and, you know, I can't really tell. It. I'll give them this before I rip them. I can't tell if the Snoop Dogg thing, they really had any idea he was going to do all that. I don't know if you saw the legendary Snoop Dogg's quote. It was, I think, you pay for Snoop, you get Snoop or whatever. Yeah, but real, but real quick before you do that, I, I, and that's definitely been their stance. It's like someone had to see him wielding <laughs> stripper poles out well, on the court. Just it should have right. been like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Or either way, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm with you though. I mean, there, I guess that, that at least from an administration standpoint, that's yeah, I'll plausible. give them that. I'll give them that. But, whew, I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's not even much to talk about other than just letting you know. If you haven't seen the video, go check it out yourself because you know, I, I, words don't do it justice. It was the biggest, like you said, middle finger imaginable. I mean, and the fact that we still haven't seen. Any action is kind of mind-boggling, especially, let's be real, the NCAA loves, you know, finding these things and, and kind of ruining school's days, it feels like. I mean, some there's some screwed up. There are some, uh, I guess you could say, punishments for the NCAA that have been completely unfair. For example, Missouri this year with their bowl ban, stupid. But there are some, and this one you would think they'd be all over, but... They're just not kind of like Arizona. You thought Arizona would be in, you know, in LSU for that matter, would kind of be in the doghouse by now, and they're just not. So I don't know. Maybe Kansas is going to get away with murder here, but definitely what they did at their 
I guess they call it Midnight Madness out there. It's a, that was the biggest middle finger f you uh, you could draw. Up. I actually thought the Bill Self video, like in in oh, culmination, yeah. was worse because that thing was so calculated. I mean, it was like a literal choreographed video with an Adidas shirt and the gold chains. But I love it, man. I do it. It actually makes me like um, Bill Self a lot more, even though it's morally, you know, not great, but. It'll just be interesting to see how this plays out now. But you kind of look at some past situations like Louisville specifically and like, why would you cooperate, man? You don't. There's just no there's no continuity at all with the decisions they make or anything. There's just never any consistency. So whatever. But it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I get to see Kansas, too, man. I'll be you know, they're obviously there at the Champions Classic. So. Um, it'll be. I get to see Mister Self in person. Yeah, that's right. And they'll be playing Duke. Um, you know, this year just I keep saying it, and I keep looking at teams and saying the same thing. There's, I can't remember a year in college basketball where so many teams have a chance to win. I mean, there's no like last year. You kind of knew it didn't happen, but I think everyone, the consensus favorite going into last year despite not being ranked number one at the beginning of the year, was Duke. I mean, they were absolutely... Yeah, after, after 40 uh, yeah. minutes oh, in yeah. that Champions and Classic, I, yeah, I would say every, everyone well, had like, that They looked like opinion. an NBA team. They really did. There's no other way to say it. They looked just in another league. Now, it didn't work out that way. Who's ranked number one ahead of Kentucky, by the way, going into the year? Michigan, Michigan State. Michigan State. Did they lose that game to Kansas? No, they beat them. Oh, last sorry, you were asking yeah, yeah, yeah. last year. Sorry, I don't know who That's was. a good question. I don't know but, who uh, was last yeah, year. Yeah, I'll look I it up, remember. but... Duke was the heavy favorite. Just every year, there seems to be one or two schools you're like, oh, yeah, they're just way better than everyone else. And I think that was absolutely the case with Duke last year. And I'm going to, like I said, go see who number one was uh, going into last year. But this year, man, do you see any team? And I think Kentucky has as good a chance as anyone. But do you see anyone that just stands out as better than everybody else? Not yet. I mean, I would agree with you on that. And I'll be honest, our our number two preseason ranking as far as Kentucky goes worries me because uh, I just hate how every year the expectations are so high. Do I think they could be the best team in the country? Absolutely. But you know how it goes, man. To start the season, especially playing a veteran-led team like Michigan State, I just think there's, uh, you know, room to maybe, you know, wouldn't be weird at all to drop that first game. And then we know how these, you know, early conference play goes. So, I just hate the expectations, even though I do think that Kentucky could be the best, you know, best team or top five team. I just don't know that we're going to see it right away. Um, Calipari today actually talked a lot. He went on KSR today and gave some good stuff. And one of his biggest things um, was toughness. And um, I read uh, Tyler Thompson's post about the six things that I kind of take away from his talk on KSR. And I swear it's like the same yeah. six things every year. I feel like he, he really hypes up <laughs> one player. He talks mm-hmm. about toughness um communication Mm -hmm. was one of them um so anyway it's just kind of like that but um but i want to talk a lot about kentucky basketball obviously big blue madness is friday um we're really inching closer to the blue white game stuff like that but another huge topic that i don't think me and you have really talked about much on the uh, cats by 90 podcast is just the whole name image likeness and in the infamous nli i think it is now or is it nil nil on twitter they're abbreviating so name image likeness and obviously the legislation that's being passed and kind of now the big coaches are coming out talking about it. So I thought it was funny. I don't know if it was yesterday or today where um, Cal took kind of a, um, a passive aggressive shot at Coach K. Yeah. 
because um, Coach K, you know, of course, yesterday, now he's all in favor of this, but he's been a coach <laughs> for like 150 years and he's never been a proponent or, you know, players first like Cal. So um, just what are your thoughts, Aaron, on the legislation coming down the pipe? Do you know, what's your take? Do you think players should get paid? How do you think it should work? Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> there's a lot to un. Oh, easy question there. Cake, right? Cake. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've made a loss to be honest with you. It, it, I think that I, I've never been one to say just because you come and you're a college athlete, you should get paid. And I'll say this because they, uh, they do get a ton of benefits. There's no doubt about it. No, it, no ifs, ands, or buts. I mean, the scholarship kids get a free education. They're still, they get to perform the stage no one else does. They get to travel really the country and in some cases the world, depending on if they have a game or, you know, the preseason stuff, you know, they get experiences that the average show definitely doesn't get. However, I do think that you should be able to profit off your name. So I don't like, you know, when there's a bunch of, you know, banners and, you know, commercials and stuff like that that are kind of going around you and you don't get any of it pretty much the school is making money off your name i think that's screwed up so i think that i think it would be okay i'm okay with like i guess you could say a contract where you know whatever i guess that's probably what's put it being put into legislation to be honest with you that stuff bothers me so much because it's just all there's so much to it i don't i just don't have time for it that i um I can't say I, I looked at the entire bill like I probably should have and all that, but I can say that I do think that kids should profit off their name. I don't think there's um, anything wrong with that, but I'm not a huge thing on, say, like you come to UK basketball to make a salary of this much. I think then it kind of turns more into a job when these these are still kids and they're still you know, they're trying to be professional athletes and that's when you get paid and they still get a lot more than the average Joe. Uh, you know, I understand they're busy and all that, but that's just my take on it. Yeah. It's a complicated subject. I'm all for anything that keeps kids, um, in the game longer. Like I'm really big. I'm just protecting like the sanctity of college basketball. So I obviously think that they should get, you know, if their name likeness image has yeah. value, you know, there should be some way for I mean, path for them to capitalize on that while the perfect, they're in college. I guess you could say poster boy for that is Zion. I mean, that guy was, there was more on him. Mm -hmm. And you know what? To an extent, rightfully so. Cause he was, as a, <laughs> I always like, I, I, I'm a Zion guy. I love it. I love him. I think there's, I think I, 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 I understand the annoyance of, you know, seeing him almost as much as LeBron James on TV, but. With that said, that guy should have gotten money for what, you know, people were making off him. I mean, he was, he's the kind of the poster child. It still scorns me, dude, that he didn't uh, come here. Can you imagine us uh, covering him been, all last year, how I, fun that would have been? And, and I'm that, I, I love Zion. I think with him, I don't want to go into too much of what ifs and whatnot, but that, that pushes Kentucky's theme over the edge last year, no doubt. With Hero, with Washington, sophomore oh, PJ yeah. Washington, yeah. with, um, Keldon, in no way they lose, but uh, yeah. yeah, I'm that guy should have gotten paid for all the. He honestly, went through so much. Can you imagine the spotlight on you like that? And he wasn't even my age. Like, whew, crazy. Mm -hmm. 
People are so dumb, too. I just, like, here, we'll kind of move off this topic in a second, but so many people are just like, oh, well, Zion did get paid uh, to go to Duke, huh? And it's like, whatever. Even if he did, it's like, you know, you got to basically launder that money. It probably no. wasn't that much. You know, it, it doesn't feel good because it's it's not legit. So that's stupid. I think, you know, there should be some, some way for them to do it. But I just hope it, it – there's just so many ways that it could – kind of shift the game. So I think everyone that has their strong opinion, they know exactly what they want and think. It's just yep. time will tell, man, whatever rules get put in place and how much we like them and how much they actually do benefit a college athlete and how much they, you know, impact the yeah. fan experience, I guess. So it'll just – it's just time is the only and thing that's going to And no matter what really it is, it's going to piss somebody off. That, that's just how it is. And, you know, I think everyone – you know, there's all the hype and talk and debate and pretty much – I feel like with almost anything, you know, at the end of the day, people are just, they adapt and whatever it is, people adapt to it and it'll become the new norm and, you know, it'll be fine. Yeah. There didn't used to be a three point line, like <laughs> not that long ago in college basketball yeah. is, a, is a good example of just how, See, you know, things can change and you even forget, but <laughs> so much stuff with Kentucky basketball though, obviously big blue madness is Friday. Um, we both have the what I don't know what might be an unpopular opinion. I'm not even I think, sure. I think it's that, starting uh, to Big be madness. Is I think is it's starting little, to become a little more unwrapped. Go ahead. Yeah, I hate to say just overrated, but I don't know. I just it's mm-hmm. super hyped up, and it used to be different though. You know, like when I was growing up, and I was you know 11, 12 years old, it was your first chance to see the team. You know, you maybe read about them. You know, you know just off an article or something who was on the team, but it was your first chance to really see them with the balls in their hands and how they looked and all that stuff. So, but now we're just getting just bombarded with coverage throughout the whole time. And there's just kind of so much like dead space in there, but let me, I put a caveat in there. Um, when you're there, it's pretty sweet. It's awesome. But I think the TV product is just kind of whack at this point, but nonetheless, it means the kickoff of basketball season. Yeah, so it uh, excites. Absolutely. It's a giant pep rally. <laughs> That's what it is at the end of the day. And I, I like the, I like some of the, I was, another conversation i was having with derek terry today but uh yeah you know i like i like all the i love the spirit there's nothing like that and i love the energy that it brings and the excitement it brings but is it something i'd camp out for no i mean is it something and you know what also you know you you and i at this point we're talking about thinking about it with our media caps on right yeah we're spoiled spoiled we don't get to talk to anybody we're kind of just sitting there watching it, which is cool enough, but I don't know. For me, honestly, the uh, to me, yeah, the blue and white be game like... is so much more interesting because you have guys out there competing for starting jobs. And, it, yeah, it's just a scrimmage. But yeah, for sure. You get to see your team at full speed for the first time. Like, I mean, last year you had a starting point guard battle. It doesn't get much better than that. It, and I, I think it's always interesting even getting to see the walk-ons play. It's pretty much the only time you'll ever see them play meaningfully because when they're in and they're up by 80 so it doesn't really matter so i think that's always interesting just for the hell of it um there's just so much more intrigue and that game never does as well as that so in my opinion i my i overhype the blue and white game maybe but the i don't know the big blue madness thing i think it's cool every year it's a little different but you know after going the last two years it's like all right. Yeah, it wasn't going to be like snobby media thing, but I agree. From a media standpoint, Big Blue Madness is definitely like blah. Yep. There's so many people there, and it's kind of like you know the content especially that's when come there's out a, of it. But um, Cal will give his speech, <laughs> and you got to cover that. 
Yeah, no, it's a big, big weekend in Lexington. And um, my next topic was, man, there's this, I think we got to talk. There's so much basketball yeah. recruiting going on, like just a, a ridiculous uh, yeah, amount of with, stuff to keep up with basketball recruiting. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just kind of made a list. I wanted to go down kind of some players and just hit some little tidbits on them because I love high school basketball recruiting. Um, so the first one, I think there was a, a big story of this week was Isaiah Todd eliminating Kentucky from his final two, which really disappointed me, man. I think a lot of Kentucky fans now are like um, really backing off wanting him because it, it seems like Kentucky backed off of him. But I loved his game, man. He's the type of guy that I think you can throw him the ball and he's going to try to make a play. Um, he keeps being labeled as a front court like big man. But, I mean, if you watch him play, he can handle the ball. He shoots the ball. Mm-hmm. He's really tall. Like everyone always compares people to Kevin Durant, but I think he's the best high school comparison. Um, so in the class I, of I think the tough part with that, so, I mean, I didn't really get the, I don't know about you, I didn't get the impression we were ever really the favorite in that one. It sounded like Michigan kind of has the, is it Michigan, I think? Well, did you hear Cal's, Cal's comments this week were very telling because he said something um, along the lines this week about really kind of getting away from letting kids um, have Kentucky be just right. a hat yep. on the table. And all indications he was yeah, talking so about Isaiah Todd. Um, yeah, I mean, it could kind of be like a just a, who knows what it is. We're not insiders with that. None of us are. So all I could say is it stinks to lose out on him because he's a guy that plays a position of need, which is front court. So, yes, yeah. I think well, he would have fit in really well next year. And I, I, lo- I just really like his game. I've seen him play a couple times, like when he was like, I guess, a sophomore. And I was like. Holy shit, this guy's a sophomore. I mean, I'll He's just really say good. this before we keep going down that list. It's really interesting that, you know, the way that UK's recruited at least the last two years, they're really going small. I mean, it looks like they could, they might not be done with guards. And just when you thought they were with, you know, with Clark and Boston, and I believe, who's the other guard? Is, which one's the guard? Is Fletcher the guard? Yeah. Uh, Cameron right. Fletcher is more like a wing player, so they got Terrence Clark Brandon, and then right. uh, Brandon Boston. But um, they are going to see. I don't have no idea. I want to say it's Amori. I don't know yeah. Cliff Amori. I think's his name. He is a yep. big, big front court guy. They are going Saw to that. visit him tomorrow. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's a mix of like not pursuing these these true big men, or if it's just swinging and missing. Um, but yeah, you're kind of right. I mean, it's looking like small yeah. ball again, but maybe they can get in on that. Are they still Cliff guy? He actually wasn't even on my list. Are they but, still um, in a McCurr maker? He's the brother. Of the I think that um, he's like all but you know inked in on probably going uh, overseas, and he might be another really good example of Cal getting away from um, people being a hat on the table because, and it makes sense. You know, I think in it's not really like football where it's like, oh, we're being in consideration. That's good. I mean, we're Kentucky. And I like that, too, because it it does kind of – maybe that was what was going on over the last few years is that we were staying on some of those guys that we know weren't even coming, and it makes it seem like we were missing them, even though Cal and, you know, team probably knew for weeks or whatever that they weren't coming. But another name that's that's big right now, probably the biggest name in recruiting, mm-hmm. is Devin Askew. Um, his dad um, exchanged text messages with Adam Zagori. I was reading that yesterday. Um, said the quote, the visit to Kentucky was unbelievable. He was here over the weekend and that he was one of those conflicting visitors with Team USA camp moving up a week. So it's the same weekend as Big Blue Madness. So he altered his visit, visited last weekend as opposed to this weekend. Supposedly went really well. And his dad said that they're going to sit down very soon and kind of, you know, start getting a plan to make a decision. 
Um, he's now visited Memphis, Arizona, Kentucky, Louisville, and I feel like I'm missing right? one other school, but I think. Uh, Okay. Well, I think yeah. I don't know if he well, visited crystal, Louisville. I know he was on it. It might be Louisville. Kentucky but... eighty-three, Louisville seventeen. So I'll take a look. Is he a? Yeah, and I think at this point everybody kind of seems Does like he he's going to come to Kentucky. But keep in mind, though, I don't know. If... Yeah, I thought that was going to be your question. So he's still in the class yeah. of twenty twenty-one. Very recently said he was going to stay in the class of twenty twenty-one, but the consensus seems to be that he probably will reclassify. But it's going to be something um, like around. I actually reached out to a couple people on this. Like, I, and what I was told by some sources was that it would probably be like around Peach Jam time or whatever that he would consider that reclassification. But by all indications, that would be what happens because he's supposedly um, pretty good, tight with like um, Terrence Clark and all the recruiting experts. Just keep saying that his game is like going to very well blend in with the current commitments from and Kentucky. And that'd be huge so, because they um, need a then, point guard. Which brings me to my next point. Yes, right. That's my next point is that Cade Cunningham, yep. I think the biggest news um, besides maybe Isaiah Todd cutting the list, and I'm really excited about one piece of this, is that um, Cade Cunningham seems to be still on the table despite his brother having this job at Oklahoma. So Cal went and watched um, or visited um, Montverde Academy, which I have a chance to see um, play a bunch in December, which I'm excited about now that him and Scotty Barnes seemingly back on the table. He is yeah, my favorite player Barnes. in the class of 2020, Aaron. I've seen him play like <laughs> I love his game. I think he's going to be a monster in college. His motor is just insane. Yeah, he's so going, I was he's Oregon to right? hear that um, it seems like we're a viable option. Yeah, I think he's an Oregon leaning. Man, just a month or so ago, I was being told by people he ain't coming, write him off. And I think now maybe, you know, things are at least the door is yeah. a little bit open. And again, I'm really excited. So in December, I'll see Cameron Fletcher play from Bashan in St. Louis. And then I'll have the chance to see Montverde play. They're the number one team in the nation. <laughs> Shocking. Um, and I hopefully get to talk to those two guys, Kate Cunningham and Scotty Barnes, because, man, he's they're talking to Kate Cunningham. He knows yeah. number one draft well, potential. So um, he, he's coming for right. Big Blue I'll, Madness. I can give you a little bit of an interesting perspective on him. Not him, but the school he's uh, considering, and that's Oklahoma State. Obviously, his brother's there. What's his role again? Is he an assistant coach? I, oh, it's slipping me. Uh, I don't know. He, he's recruit, the brother okay, of a recruit. So, Oklahoma person. State, I actually, I've been, I've been <laughs> on that yeah, campus. I'll tell you what, it's, and I've been in their arena and everything. It is a beautiful, beautiful campus, and it's a beautiful <laughs> arena. So for those wondering why the hell would you want to go to Oklahoma State, uh, is it Rupp Arena? Is it UK? No. But it's a pretty damn nice school. And, you know, the Big 12 is a pretty good basketball conference themselves with Kansas and Texas. You never know. They, they have years where they're just great. Um, Kansas State has been really good lately. So Baylor, the two. So, um, yeah, and I never buy into Aaron, too. There's so many people specifically like the kind of brash part of the Big Blue Nation, though. Like Katie Cunningham would be a perfect example. Like if he doesn't come to Kentucky and goes to Oklahoma State, He'll be getting grilled of like, oh, you could have got so much more exposure in Kentucky and this and that. There's no merit in that to me. Yeah, like, it's dude, it's 2019. They're going to find you if you can play. It doesn't matter. And there's been so many instances of it happening with the number one pick doing exactly that and going to the the smaller school that everyone's like, what the heck, he picked that school. So I don't think it's going to be a matter of, like, exposure for him. It's just going to be, I think, where he wants to play. Oklahoma State is no pushover for school either. I mean, let's see, six Final Fours. Two national championships. They were runner-up. They're in the tournament almost every year. 
I literally yeah. had zero so, idea that was yeah. the case, though, to be fair. I, yeah. you have never I mean, I've, convinced I've, me of that. like I said, I spent a little bit of time there. I considered going to school there. They literally have a sports journalism school, so I was serious about it for a little bit. But yeah, uh, okay. Oklahoma State's a real school. So I, I'm already just saying that because I already know. I, I, I mean, would it be great? And does Kentucky have a chance? Yes, I still fully expect them to go uh, out there to Oklahoma State. But for I'm just trying to shut those people down before it even <laughs> begins because they are have a legitimate program and they play in a power five conference and you know what he will be their best player there's no doubt and sometimes you know sometimes that is what's best for kids i mean look let's be real keldon johnson if he went to a school where he was the best player on the team he might have been a lottery pick but you know he came here he shared the ball his draft value dipped a little bit and that's not to say he's not going to be a great pro that's not going to that's not to say he's not out there making millions of dollars and that it's a failure on Kentucky. But it, it, it's just the fact that you come here to share and sometimes your draft value does. We haven't had a top three or four pick or top five pick for that matter since um, I think the crazy 2015 <laughs> team. So uh, sometimes. No, I would have been. Uh, Darren Fox uh, was there. Monk and Fox yeah, Monk were was up 11, there. So, yeah. Or 11 or nine, something like that. So, yeah, my right, fault right. about Fox. But other than that, that's it. Was speaking of great pros, did you see Tyler yeah, and he's Hero doing it again tonight. torching it up doing last it night? And he's in playing against, oh, yeah, he's he playing against Charlotte, too. Him. I'll have to check the stat line. But, uh, PJ. Oh, yeah, yeah PJ. PJ killed so it, good, too. It's PJ such against me. Boston went off. He had he did? 15 points in the first half, I think. Something like that. Uh, oh, well, let's see. Miami, Miami, Charlotte, final preseason game. Miami won for what it's worth. Hero started, played 25 minutes. Uh, eight points. Uh, only one for three from three. Uh, this shouldn't surprise anyone. Three for three from the free throw line, and then Washington. Yeah. Let's see, PJ, PJ, PJ. That's still PJ did not start, but he played twenty minutes off the bench. Thirteen points, five for eight shooting, one uh, one for four from three, uh, two for two from the free throw line, which has not been his strongest suit. So that's good to see. But yeah, they both went off in their debuts. I think Hero finished. I think it was like 23 and PJ, yeah, 16, six for seven. And he went two for three for four shooting the three in his first preseason game. Yeah. Good for them. They're going to be some really good pros, I think, out of last year's team. Because I expect That's Kelvin's funny, a workhorse. Hero played, I Hero played the Spurs well that too, first but... preseason game and then the Hornets. I didn't see anything from uh, Kelvin, so I don't know. I'm checking I didn't that either. Right I was just going to ask you. I don't know if he played oh, or, or how it's, that went. It's so much fun. I mean, we just um, covered these guys. Uh, only four minutes for Keldon. He got a rebound, and he had five points, though. Five points. Interesting. Okay. Uh, one for one from the free throw line, two for two from the field. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Five and four. Um, And then, yeah, one last player we didn't mention Um, as far as the recruiting breakdowns, Isaiah Jackson. He's he's another. I guess you could consider him a front court player. He's a pretty big power forward. that. So he's probably too kind of looking, I think, like a like a big option for Kentucky. I think he just released his final three. Kentucky was in it. So man, we didn't even have much time to get into this year's team. There's yeah. just so much going on looking ahead in recruiting. But um all all indications out of practice continue to a be beast. that Johnny Juzang is just well, did you see, it up and, and draining see, shots every I mean, chance he gets. The thing with Juzang quick is his trigger. That his trigger is so quick and that could be dangerous. But did you see Nate Sestina? On pro day, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, and not even balls, that. Yeah. He just look. I mean, the pictures are telling. He's obviously <laughs> put on some crazy muscle, kind of similar to Reed Travis did before last season. And 
damn, he could be a, he could be something else. They really need help in the front court. And, you know, all the panic about Nick Richards. And if that, <laughs> if Nick Richards doesn't have the year that people are hoping from him, Nate Sestina could be there to save the day. This team, I feel like, is the one of the biggest cases of, like, there's just yeah. so much mystery, man. Like, Tyrese Maxey is just supposed to be this amazing balling scorer. I've seen him play a little bit. Um, so everyone's kind of counting on that. I think Keon Brooks is such a question mark. Nate Sestina is a huge question mark. Not that if, like, they can play or not play. How we know they can they play. play. It's just a matter Produced, of, yeah. you know, how how good are they and are they going to be, you know, better than we think. Johnny Juzang, I think, is a great example. We're kind of not sure what to expect. Sophomore Aston Hagen, sophomore Emmanuel Quickly, you know how big of a leap will they Montgomery. take? Um, Khalil Whitney. <laughs> every, I think that's you're just, right. Everybody, yeah, exactly. Nick Richter. I mean, I just like every player. Yeah. Some sort of question mark. Where last year, you kind of not, not. I guess last year was a little bit questionable too. But the year before that, at least, uh, not. Oh, you thought Kevin. It didn't work out that way. But before the year, everyone pretty much knew what they were going to get from Kevin Knox, which was a one and done solid player who was. Just not a finished prospect. Oh, why does play? Not a finished um, project, I guess you could say. Um, and there, you know, a couple other things, but yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty with this team. There's no way around that. Well, the awesome thing is that I think just going through name by name there, that the ceiling is just so high for every player too. Like, I mean, Nick Richards could, you know, take a huge step, and he's probably one of the least people that you know are expecting to take that kind of jump so exciting stuff i know i'm getting every day uh-huh. i'm getting more and more excited for basketball the um you know it's cold coldness is in the air big blue madness got a big football game this weekend so i'm hype i know um everyone in the bbn's looking forward to it so we will talk to everyone next week and hopefully we are discussing a kentucky football win yet? and a really fun bb madness uh, I was hoping you would not ask me that, but I hate to do this, man. I hate to do this, um, but I'm going to try to go some reverse psychology or reverse karma. I don't know what to call it, but I just haven't seen it, man. I'm going to pre- predict wow. Kentucky to drop that game 27-24, and I'm praying that I'm wrong. Um, I've just been so optimistic this year that I'm going to yeah. try to the opposite this time and just have not. There's just not a lot to get that. me, um, you know. Yeah ready that so that that was where i'm going too. And uh, i don't have a score yet but I, I i've thought all week they're gonna win we'll see though i i don't know either it's a it's a really unpredictable game in all phases the over under i think's like 50 mm-hmm. you know what 53 you know, i don't think it's gonna be a high under. scoring game i think it'll be similar to south carolina but i don't think uk will be held to seven this time i'll say that yeah, I feel like that's kind of a Very uh, high over under considering yeah. Kentucky's offensive question marks. But we'll see how it goes. And again, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully Aaron's right. Kentucky gets a win and really starts getting this thing back on track as far as football goes. But we appreciate everyone listening to Cats by 90 podcast. And we will holler at you guys next week. Staying back. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow Cats by 90 on Twitter at Cats by 90. You can also follow Aaron and Drew at a Gershon 99 and at Big Blue Drew 33. And remember, no matter the opponent, it's always Cats by 90.